0: Blog talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're going to talk about changing your life in a time of crisis, literally how to thrive. Now, if you've been feeling beat down, if you're looking at, at social distancing, then you're a non-essential business. This is the new normal. So every time we have a flu, you've got to wear a mask. Okay, let's look at three, Theodore Roosevelt. Listen to this saying, quote, Far better to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much, because they live in the gray twilight that knows neither victory or defeat. End of quote. Brilliant. Okay, so this is what you're in. If you're alive now, you've chosen to be here. It is the largest health and financial crisis of all time, and it is the failure of governments. Why? Because when we look at this, the entire shutdown of the world economy was based on a dysfunctional model that has now lost um, all credibility, the Imperial College of London. Now, businesses have been died, divided into essential and non-essential. Sports have been canceled. They've, even non-essential businesses can open with restrictions. Churches and synagogues, mosques, temples have been closed. Parks and beaches closed. I mean, it, it, people are t- told to stay home and stay safe. So they're, they're not even saying that you should uh, hang with your people, hang with, with friends, uh, wear masks, social distancing. And then the government is doing nothing but printing money, which taxes your savings. Okay, now, it's time to change your belief system. Now, belief is a combination of perception plus evidence plus time. And we're going to go over why the entire world has changed so rapidly on this. Now, let's say that you have a belief system that uh, you only live once. Well, another belief system would you live every day, you die only once. That's also true. Another belief may be we have multiple lives and there are limitless dimensions. That also could be true. But what about the other belief systems, the the mask wearing, the non-essentials, the social distancing? How do we change that? Well, with evidence. Now, when we look at worldometers, and we can look at the failure of the governments because this was way back in February 28th. The report from the WHO, World Health Organization, and China joint mission. And what they found is that the majority of people that were dying, okay, um, were over 80 years old. And in fact, if you look at between 65 and 80, that's 99% of all the deaths. Now, all of these people dying, we're talking 99.7% of everyone is that they had a comorbid condition. And the comorbid conditions were cardiovascular disease, diabetes, chronic respiratory disease, hypertension, cancer, all of these things. So the, the virus did not kill them, but they died with the virus. Okay. So think of this, they had a comorbid condition that attacks the weak. Now they knew this back in February. Now, you might think, well, given the, that it was a novel virus, they should respond. Yes, you respond to protect the ones that are vulnerable. Then they had the, the cruise ship, uh, Diamond Princess. Now, what's, that is an enclosed group of generally senior citizens, okay, on a boat. And they had no social distancing, no quarantine, nothing else, while well, the weeks they were at sea and then we have good data out of the 80 to 89 year old age group they have 216 people on board one died so that's a death rate of 0.5% and that's high because 0.1% is about what what the flu is but it sure isn't 3 to 4 to 5 to percent more okay like what the world health organization was saying so we have good data from china and good data from the from the Uh, Diamond Princess. When we look at the 70 to 79-year-old range, out of 1,000 people, 1,015 people, six died. And so that's 0.6%. So when we look at the other 3,711 people locked in this boat, seven people dying, we're looking at 0.1%, which is about the rate of the flu. And this, so you might be saying, well, wait a second. Well, let's look at Hopkins Medicine. Uh, They, .org, they compared uh, COVID with the flu. Infections, COVID uh, infected uh, as of April 27th, about 3 million people. Um, Now flu infected about a billion. Okay, and then when you look at deaths from COVID, As of April 22nd, there were uh, 54,000 deaths in the U.S., 206,000 deaths worldwide. The flu reported 600,000 deaths worldwide and around 61,000 deaths in the U.S. So it's really similar. So when people are saying it's outrageous. So why are we doing all this for the flu? Well, it was based on a dysfunctional model and governments that don't know their butt from a hole in the ground. New York Times just printed an article from the United Nations, and they say hundreds of thousands of children can die from the economic turndown. Forget the millions, millions of people. They say as high as 50 percent of Los Angeles is out of work, and that's 11 million people. Millions of people are out of work. They may never get their job back. OK? It's insane. And this is going to have food shortages. Farmers are, we don't have the food shortages yet, but by God, they're coming. So it's insane. Then we look at at the actual death rate of living in California. Let's just say, okay, let's just say that if you were living in California, California has a population of 39 million. Uh, on average, they have 282,000 deaths. That's around 70, 774 deaths uh, a day. So that means that you have, knowing that there's 282,000 die annually at a $39 million population, you have a 0.72% chance of dying okay, from life. Now, that's quite a bit less than the flu, so just regular living, and this is, you know, rock climbing accidents, heart attacks, hit by taxis, everything. And now if you take, as of May 18th, 3,300 people have died from the coronavirus. That means you have a 0.008% chance of dying from corona. I mean, it's nuts that it's so little, but they're doing this extreme changes. So there's a book by Gene Sharp, and it's titled From Dictatorship to Democracy. And just just listen to this. And a really brilliant, brilliant article. Um, In extreme cases, the social, political, and economic, even religious institutes of society outside of state control have been deliberately weakened, subordinated, or even replaced by new regimented institutions used by the state or ruling party to control society. The population has often been atomized, turned into a mass of isolated individuals, unable to work together to achieve freedom, to confide in each other, or to do many, m- anything of their own initiative. The result is predictable. The population becomes weak, lacks self-confidence, and is incapable of resistance. People are often too frightened to share their hatred of the dictatorship and their hunger for freedom, even with family and friends. People are often too terrified to sink seriously of public resistance. In any case, what would be the use? Instead, they face suffering without purpose and a future without hope. End of quote. By God, that is America today. So let's find the changes. We have an eight-step change to change your life. Okay, And I'm going to read the steps first, and then we're going to go into the details. Step number one, realize that this is a worldwide phenomenon that the governments have completely screwed up and they've um, reacted inconsistent with common sense or science to a panic. And so know that your job may not be there. And if your job is there, it's going to be changed radically because most of the population isn't going to be there. If you're dependent on a pension, Realize that pension funds are going bankrupt like crazy. So you review the status of your income and your work because you may have to get back to work or change jobs. Like you, Let's say that if you realize that 10 years from now, most of the trucking jobs are going to be gone. They are going to be all automated. Uh, so that would be important. Of course, the trucks are going to need mechanics, so you may need to learn that. Let's say that you're a a waiter or waitress. You may need to go out and learn some welding, okay, or to take a a regular career that you're producing things. Then review your income and your work and know that it's going to change. Do not depend on the government for taking care of you. Step two, review your assets. That means food, clothing, shelter. Mm -hmm. Review, see what you have because know that food is going to be a shortage, and if you can have a victory garden or someplace to grow a little food, that would be ideal. If not, get a neighbor. Find something. I mean, those victory gardens they did in World War II work good. And then, uh, step three, we're going to do an exercise called 100 Things to Do, Beer Become. Because right now, people are so panicked and so fearful that their brain isn't coming up with um, ideas, they feel trapped, locked in. And this is a way to connect to the universal intelligence to really give your life direction. And then we're going to go over how to review those 100 things and how to choose your top five. And all of this is a process to change your mind. And i got to tell you, I was at Catalina this, um, this weekend. We sailed over. And I hung with some really, really smart people. And when we go over the 100 things to do, be, or become, I told it to this gal, and this gal, brilliant. She said, you've got to simplify it. Now, we never had the conversation to have, get her advice on how to simplify it, so we're going to go with the, the easy version that I came up with. Um, but it may change this in the future. And then how to make a vision board, mind storming, we're going to go over that and how to troubleshoot your life. So number one thing is challenges. When you get stuck in, in a pattern, when you get stuck watching TV or anxiety, stress, depression, it's like a tornado that can suck you down. One of the things, stop f- uh, focusing on the negatives can limit your body's ability to get help or your brain's ability to get help. And don't think of taking something away, okay? Like, like you're, you were going to have a job and it's gone, Um, You're going to try and do something. You're wanting something. No, all of these things are weak. It's not going to give power. So we're going to show you how to change your perception. Why? Because if you focus on the negatives, you think that your job is lost because someone took it away, or you're trying to do something, it won't work. But what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And this is where you've got to expand your mind because despite the psychosis of the insane governments and the completely dysfunctional healthcare, the the world is still the same. Not the government control, but we still have soil, water, food. You know, we've got a good place to live here. We've survived millennia. And if you read the old books, the old wisdom, okay, like in the Bible, what does it take to get something? Knock, and the door opens. Ask, and it's given. But people today do not know how to ask. They don't know. They have no direction. They're just scared running around wearing masks and being frightened of each other. So what would you do know if you could, knew you couldn't fail? Would you go back to school? Would you set goals, travel? I mean, really, would you change the world? Now, there's a, uh, the Chinese character for crisis is two things. Danger and opportunity, and that's what you have now, danger and opportunity. And i got to tell you, I'm with you. I've got a lot of friends that have been going through hell lately, and we're talking disease that's dying in a belief system, fear, loss, pain, all of this stuff, these are all crises. So step one, we have this wheel I'm going to show, but a picture like a wagon wheel type thing. And then on each um, space in between the rungs that hold up the wheel, um, that's a section. And the closer to the outside, the more complete that section is. Like let's say, and we're going to divide this up into eight different areas, like business, uh, finances, health, family and friends, romance, personal growth, fun and recreation, and physical environment. So if you're really happy, Where you're living, like you know, you're living on a houseboat in Seattle that has a great view. Man, I would put that as ten. Okay. However, if you've just been evicted and you're living in your car, I would put that as probably a two. Okay, being on the streets in a tent would be a one. Okay. Now, let's say business and career. Let's say you've lost your business. Not sure that would be a low. Let's big one. You know, like you're really happy with your business, it should be really high. And so be honest, and you might want to put finances in there, like if you're dependent on, on a pension. Step two is to determine your highest values. Now, at the drdemartini.com site, this guy is brilliant, and he's got a free site there where you can go in and answer your questions to determine what your highest values are. I mean, what do you value? And it's easy. Think of this. When I say value, I'm not talking about morals. But what do you value? Like, what do you surround your space with? Like, do you have books, um, artifacts from travels? Do you have um, business awards? Do you have trophies from sports? Do you have paintings, art craft? Uh, do you have animals, pictures of animals or dogs around? So all of these questions that you can answer on the site, and it's dmartini.com or doctor dmartini.com and look at values, and it is brilliant. Once you have that, now we have to break the limits that this fear-based, sick, um, ignorant society is putting on you. I mean, you've got a governor, come on, that, that is closing some beaches and opening others, telling you you can go in the wet sand but not the dry sand, and then you've got absolute ignorant um, Los Angeles and New York mayors, you're putting sick people in the senior centers, and those are the only ones at risk. It's insane. And then you've got Mayor Garcetti saying, hey, look, anybody that's not complying with our insane recommendations that are not based in science, okay, we're going to shut off your power. Uh, wh- when did we get a 12-year-old that's, that's autistic, and which is an insult to 12-year-old autistic kids, okay, saying crazy stuff like this? And so this is how you break the cycle. There's a universal intelligence that you can tap into. Okay, you were going to find direction by doing this. Now, this is a hard exercise. It may take a couple of hours. But you're going to sit down in a room, you, a piece of paper and a pencil, and you write 100 things to do, be, or become. And you've got to get through 100 because this is the only way to tap into that subconscious. And be as fanciful as you want, you know. It's got to be grounded in some reality. But, you know, when you're getting to 70, 80, 90, you know, maybe you want skateboard, to skateboard the Great Wall of China. Now, if I'm going to skateboard the Great Wall of China, it's going to take me at least four or five years to do it, okay, to get trained and get the permits and everything else. So, but I would be able to do it, learn Swahili, fly a helicopter, I mean, all of this stuff. Get fancy, but you're dipping in. You're actually tapping in to a a desire, a change. Now, after you've done uh, the 100 things, step four is to do – so step one, review your life. Step two, determine your highest values. Step three, do the exercise, 100 things to do, be or become. Step four, um, put a one, a five, or a ten next to each one of the goals. So if you could accomplish this goal, like let's say learning Swahili, you could do that in a year, okay? You know, you really could learn just about any language in a year. Okay, skateboarding a weight roll of China, that's five years. So if you could do it one, five, or ten. Step five, you're going to choose your top five, one-year goals, your top five, five five-year, and your top five, ten-year. Then you make a vision board, and the vision board is step six, and this way, See, what the, the public is doing, you're constantly getting inundated with this, this anxiety and strain. Like, there's 600,000 people a year die from heart disease. If every day they said, look, the heart disease numbers are going up. It's going to go up tomorrow, too, and it's going to go up the day the following. You know, heart disease is coming after you. You would be freaked out about heart disease. And if these people closed your business without your consent and told you to wear a bunny ears to protect you from heart disease, okay, you'd be wearing it. And so that's, that's when knowing that that repetition, that they're, the media and politicians are feeding you with the same message over and over is the same thing the Nazis did and the communists did in order to change that mindset. Well, this is what's being done to you. So you realize that the subconscious learns through repetition. This is what a vision board is. But you're programming yourself. So you put this vital, dynamic future... So you were no longer going to be a bookkeeper or a waiter or a waitress for the business that was closed. You're now going to be a welder or an airline pilot or a, a, a mechanic for diesel engines or boats or a rigger. I mean, there's so many fun things you can do in this world. But doing that 100 things to do, beer become, you'll find it. Now, we've got to change the, the emotions because emotions are chemicals secreted by how the brain perceives the environment. And that's what I like at neuro-linguistic programming because you've got the vision now. You know what your direction is, except we're, we're bogged down by old wiring. So this, you, it involves body posture, volume, intonation, and breathing. And literally, you're sitting up saying, I am healthy, I am dynamic, I am enthusiastic, I am compassionate, I am friendly, I am interested, I am passionate, I am vibrant, I am delightful. So you look at this and, and make your own list. But if you're doing it 10 minutes, three times a day, fantastic, because you're going to literally change it. And that's why you change your body posture. Body posture changes stimulus up to the part of your brain that controls your frontal lobe. And the control of the frontal lobe is anxiety, stress, and depression. Then you've got your vision board. Let's do mind storming. Now mindstorming is you put one specific thing at the top and 20 actions to get it done. Now this is how about work? Let's say your job. Let's say you're tired of people calling your job non-essential. You're tired of the government being able to rip your your finances out. You're tired of not being in control with this. And in, let's say that you want to just work. So I would put work up top. Now, what kind of work do you want to work on? Well, since you've already done your vision board, you know that you're going to go into something, either farming, fishing, um, travel, creativity. um, Maybe uh, you'll run a senior center or you'll run a, a child care. Okay, anything. So you're going to write 20 specific actions. And here's her idea. Okay, for those actions. Get details on that industry, the history, and the future. Like let's say you wanted to be a trucker. Hey, man, 10 years from now, there are going to be no long-distance truckers. They're going to all be replaced by automation. So if you're looking at the future, that's not a good deal. Um, so look at the industry, look at the history in the past, and look at the future. Then find successful people in that industry and talk to them. This is one of the greatest advices ever given to me. You're going to, like, find out what it's like to actually be in that. And then sign up for training and future training so it's not just one job. You're looking at rest. Like, let's say you want to flip burgers. Fantastic. Figure you're going to be flipping burgers for probably a couple of years, but you might want to move into management. And then, if you're going to move into management, how about district managing? How about how about some business courses? So, look at whatever business you're going to go into, and look at how far the, you would like to go. Maybe you don't want to go into management. Maybe you just like working with your hands, that's cool. Then find the ble- best place to do your work. Okay, city, country, whatever. Just find a place you want to live in, and then set goals for year one, year two, year three. Okay, now that's just five examples. But again, this is how to tap in to your innate inborn intelligence. You're going to be doing this. You really will. Then step eight, troubleshoot your life, okay? Think of this. What if nothing changes this year? I just just talked to one of our patients. They say his business will be closed down to the end of the year. That's insane. Does anybody think they're going to open up again? No and realize that all these new goals there's no unrealistic goals there are only unrealistic timelines particularly when the government keeps changing the rules uh, yeah you've got to got to change now so think of this goal setting and mindstorming get healthy get organized live to the fullest learn new hobbies i mean you're you're going to be able to do this but how do you do it you have got to be healthy Number one, get deep sleep every night, no matter what kind of stress you're under. And you can do that by journaling before you go to bed. Just write down what you did that day, what you're going to do the next day and any emotionally charged event. You read for at least 30 minutes before bed, and that quiets an overactive mind. You put nightshades on. Go to bed at 10 to 10.30. Get out of bed at 4 to 4.30. Fantastic. And make sure you exercise Sleep, sufficient nutrients, exercise, prayer, meditation. You've got to do this. D- daily juicing, when you're under stress, physical, chemical, emotional stress, your body doesn't secrete enough um, d- acids in order to break proteins to amino acids. So juicing that pre it. And just look at the vibrant food. And all of this stuff you can grow, the carrots, the apples, celery, um, spinach, kale, beets, fantastic. And then look at smoothies. Now, since you've got to be stocking up on food, look at organic frozen berries. They last for months, okay? And they're very, very cheap, okay? As opposed to the, the standard berries that are organic that, that um, are not frozen. So you can get frozen organic and it doesn't lose its nutrients hardly at all look at healthy food every day. Why? Because if you're going to be changing your lifestyle, you need to have a healthy body. We know that people that are old, and get this, this is this is really big news to the medical world. If you're old and sick and have a comorbid condition, okay, you are at higher risk of dying. Now, how does the medical world help that? They give you more medications to alter your symptoms. They're not going to tell you to eat a healthy, organic, plant-based diet. They're not going to tell you to avoid processed and packaged foods. They're not going to tell you to add fermented foods. in, in thinking about wild rice, vegetables, coconut oil, sauerkraut, all of this stuff is absolutely vital for you. Um, exercise, play every day, swim in the ocean, ride a bike, you got it. You can still play. And it, if you're living in an area where these barbarians tell you to wear a mask, for God's sake, do not wear a mask when you're exercising. That is insane. Those masks can reduce oxygen to your lungs up to 20%, and that can be deadly. And so deep breathing, meditation. Now, let's think of relationships, Okay. In this time okay, where people are, have finances disrupted, lifestyles disrupted, schools disrupted, you can have a lot of partner challenges. okay. And so I'm going to tell you this trick. It's called the 90-Day Challenge, and it works brilliantly. Now, two great books if you're having challenges with your partner, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg, brilliant book, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. And then the five different languages of love by Dr. Gary Chapman. The five different languages of love by Dr. Gary Chapman. And one of the things that you can do, it's called a 90-day challenge. You figure people learn different things. Some are visual, some are kinesthetic or touch. Some like to be talked to or hear that verbiage. Um, for the next 90 days, treat your partner as if they're the ultimate, most amazing lover you've ever had in the world, whether it's reciprocal or not, and just put out that love. And so at the end of 90 days, I guarantee you, you're going to have either the greatest relationship ever, or you can leave with your head held high, knowing that you gave it your best shot, and that this just isn't for you. Okay, 90-day challenge, just give love, understanding, everything. So you will get through this time of crisis. You will absolutely get through this. Uh, But it's going to take some work. And know that um, you will make it. I mean, absolutely. There's some philosophies that uh, we choose the time we're born in so we can learn more things. So I'm telling you right now, if you're born in this time, Uh, Your spirit wanted some exciting times, and you will thrive in this time. Uh, Just turn off that TV and turn on your connection to the universal intelligence and the intelligence and beauty that your body is. This is Dr. John Bergman, your advocate for health. And God bless you, and I love you.